Hello, welcome to the Uche Okute Leadership Podcast. My name is Uche Okute and I'm your host. I really appreciate you. Thank you for joining once again. Thank you for tuning in week in, week out for these episodes. I really appreciate it. Today, I'll be talking about discontent, a leader's secret compass. okay welcome 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 so today we'll be talking about discontent and hey just a quick reminder we've had three powerful episodes before this the first we talked about truth and balance the second we talked about leverage in truth and balance i tried to show you and try to talk about it's how a leader balances truth and information information is one of his most important assets as a leader and if you want to be a leader if you want to lead if you want to be exceptional in your role as a leader you'd have a thorn of information come across to you come to you you are supposed to consume that you are supposed to correctly interpret that we talked talked about that and in the next one the next episode was leverage and leverage talked about what you bring to the table every time you step up as a leader and the last episode was fantastic it was the meat of the status quo telling you that everything you you know today as your normal everything you do with ease today was once alien to you just helping people just trying to do like a paradigm shift to help them embrace change embrace things that are uncertain and get comfortable with it and not always get frozen when they face such scenarios so today 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 i'm talking about discontent a leader's secret compass now why do i call it a leader's secret compass if you go down history lane everybody who has learned a movement everybody who has done something great everybody who has emerged a leader either in government in the faith movement or in business or in industries had a certain amount of discontent for the way things were now i don't want to get across get 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 ahead of myself but every single person you can call the names you can just sit back and just try to call the names from mahatma gandhi to martin luther king jr to everybody who has done something i live in nigeria in, in nigeria and the person the guys who fought for independence who did the negotiations for independence they they were young men they 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 had a certain discontent for being on the colonial rule and wanted why why not why not why can't we have this why can't we have this and it guarded them and it it, it kind of directed them to the point where they entered into negotiations for what we have as a country nigeria today if you go through businesses if you go through different products that have come up people sat down and said why could this not be like this i know i'm not happy with the way this is from the paper cup the way the disposable cups started to you can just name it people sitting down and asking themselves no i don't like the way this thing is can't it be better can't something change from this can't can we get a different perspective to this and 
it kind of led them to whatever experiences we have today as breakthrough ideas and this dates far back dates far back to the beginning of time where people sat down and said no i don't like the way things are the way they are it could be better or can't it be better and when they start asking those questions then we we begin to see advancements we begin to see innovation we begin to see people actually making moves people actually creating it brings them to that point of innovation where they tap into their inner genius and bring out products for us so discontent i I call it the leader's secret compass now I, i i try to get context for it and try to find out okay what exactly does the dictionary say about discontent let's let's start at the ground zero basics what's what does the dictionary say about and i found two amazing definitions the first was a dissatisfaction with the present circumstance now progress cannot be made without some level of dissatisfaction for what is progress cannot be made without some level of dissatisfaction for what is that was the first definition and it was so instructive it just it just keyed into what i what 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 i thought about i said okay yes the dissatisfaction the that desire to want something better for it then ask yourself okay this is my present circumstance as a person as an individual as i in my corporate environment in my job in my business in every role where i serve as a leader can't it be better can't can't i have something different from the present circumstance that is the beginning in one of the later episodes i'll talk about on the cusp of a change is a very phenomenal thought where people are standing on the precipice people are standing on the cost of change but most times the same thing holding them back it's it's like a double edged it's like a coin there's a head and a tail the same thing holding the same discontent that could propel holds them back but that's a topic for another day just it's 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 a phenomenal concept about personal leadership the second definition i found out was restless aspiration for improvement wow a restless aspiration for improvement you know this brings it into context that it's not a it's not a vain desire just to get things it's not a vain desire just to like we we'll say in the local parlance in my country we we'll say just to pepper them no it's not that vain desire no what it is is a restless aspiration for improvement that's I, I had never thought of this content in that way before. It, it was absolutely mind-blowing. I was like, okay, so when you think of it in this way as a leader, as a person, first of all, when I have a restless aspiration to improve myself, then I can lead myself better into new realms. When in, in, in a role, either in a work or in a circular or in a religious setting or in a volunteer setting where I serve as a leader or where you serve as a leader, when you have this restless aspiration to improve things to improve people to improve systems that is discontent now you can see how powerful that can be as a secret weapon for a leader now 
discontent it's a very powerful force of life it can be destructive when not put into context that's why i had to use the definitions for us to see it most people think of it as a state of of being where you are unhappy with what you have because of other people's progress no that is you turning a powerful force into a destructive force you know just like for example just like the internet you can go on the internet and improve yourself or you can go on the internet and guess what there's a dark web the same internet can be used for good and bad the same thing the same way this can work for you so remember one of our definitions was a restless aspiration for improvement in personal life in family life in business life in academic life in volunteer life in national life in our national building a restless aspiration for improvement that is a powerful definition of discontent you see it's a very powerful force and like all forces it could be good or it could be bad guess what the reason why we could walk on the earth today the reason why we can move the reason why we can we can go about um, everything we do the reason why our buildings are stationary the reason why man has made advancement is because of the evidence of one of the most powerful forces on the earth called gravity but guess what when you want to fly in an airplane the same force which is gravity that is one of the best forces on the earth becomes a bad thing to that task can you just imagine then you need another force to override it that's aerodynamics and that's something else but i'm just trying to tell you the same force in this scenario was good but then when you change the rules you now start fighting that same force that was good for you the first time so discontent is a very powerful force we have to establish that it can be used for good and it could be used for bad now the reason why you are listening to my leadership podcast is because i believe you want to use it for good and that's what i'll be focusing on the good usage of this powerful force so discontent as a state of being like we said it can be very dangerous where i sit down and i look at everybody who seems to be getting their life right and then compare myself and then i start to talk and said oh i'm not doing well oh i don't have enough oh i'm not made progress oh this and that then it becomes a limiting force then it becomes something that becomes dangerous to me so it's as a state of being it can be very dangerous that's that's why we must always put it in context what are we using this for we must always put it in context what are we using it for just to explain just to try to 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 paint a picture of what i mean by is a force or a, a a thing being good and bad i heard a story once i cannot remember who said it i think it was one of the elder statesmen of my country who who was talking about it and it was i'll for want of better title i'll call it the parable of the knife where it said that many circumstances in life are like a knife that is true not to you you know a typical knife has a blade and a handle so it says if a person if it if a knife is tossed at a person if a person catches the blade 
he has gained the weapon. If the person catches the if you catch sorry, the person catches the handle, he has gained a weapon that he can use to do stuff or to defend himself. But if the person catches the blade and it came with so much force, he might hurt himself and he might cause pain for himself. So the same thing different outcomes that's just what i i want us to understand there's there's a there's a different teaching a different episode about the parable of the knife where i'll talk about that but i just thought to bring it here so we understand that some things could be good or bad depending on how we deploy it very 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 important so basically how does a leader use this content to his advantage that's the question that we we should be asking here how how do you come to a point where you harness this same dangerous force that has caused people quite frankly to do terrible things to do evil things well how 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 does a leader use this force to use it to do it out I'll, I'll just say something here the discontent that you feel is an indication that you have not settled for mediocrity remember our definition a restless a restless aspiration for improvement so the discontent that you feel is an indication that you have not settled for mediocrity in your life if you are applying leadership in your personal life or in your families if you need a family or you find yourself in a leadership position in a family in your work or in your job or if you're a leader for business or company or you own enterprise or even in government the discontent you feel is an indication the restless aspiration for improvement you feel is an indication you have not settled for mediocrity and it's something that you should guard with all your life the moment you lose that the moment you lose that that discontent the moment you lose that aspiration to get things better that telling yourself ah this thing can be better the moment you lose that then you have stepped out of the track of leadership the moment you lose that so how does it become something that the leader looks and the leader appreciates and the leader uses as a secret weapon now i would put it into context usually in in the journey of leadership the leader always a person always comes to a fork in the road meaning something happens there are two outcomes either you see for example a, an, an event happens and it, the, the outcome could be depression or optimism same thing but different routes or despair or progress same thing or different route. or hate or challenge same thing i'll use despair or progress as the same thing there's out i'll use a a um i'll use an anecdote from the bible i'll use an anecdote about david when david went out to war and he came back you know way back in medieval times the men go out to war then they leave some people to guard the families the ladies the women and the children the crops their properties so they went out to war and then another band of soldiers invaded them, Ziklak, burnt their city and took their property away. And the guy came back and he was like, whoa, everybody was broken, their wives, their children. And in, in those times, those kind of people automatically go into slavery. 
whether it was the king, whether it was the queen, the princess, they don't care. You go into slavery once they're kidnapped like that. So he came back and he was faced with two outcomes. Despair was obvious for them. It was it was heartbreaking for everybody, and everybody was sad, including him. He had lost his wife too, and his kids and his property. But he went beyond that point. He was he could have stayed at that point and said, "Oh, this has happened to us. Why did it happen to us? Where did we get it wrong?" But no, he went beyond that this that point to a place of discontent. Okay, this can improve. What can we do about this? How how can we turn this around? And he went to his stronghold and he said a prayer and he he inquired and and then he got an okay. Let's try to pursue these people. Let's try to mend this let's try to get something out of this situation back for us and guess what they got back everything and even added some more spoils about it but he could have sat down there and told himself like ah this is the end of it and there's nothing coming out of it so two ways despair or progress he he decided to 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 embrace the emotion first and then channeled it allowed that to direct him to try to improve the situation to try to try to create something new out of the situation so how does that apply to our lives how can we apply this practically in our place of work you know most times we read and learn a lot of things that we can apply and then then becomes useless information so i want this to be practical how can you apply this to your everyday life tomorrow or whenever you hear this how can you immediately apply this the first is by asking the right questions i believe and i say something that the answer is not the problem the problem is usually the question because when the right question is asked the answer is summoned I'll say that the answer is not the problem. The question is the problem because when the right question is asked, the answer is summoned. So, how do we how do we come to a point where we push ourselves and then use the discontent we feel for something good? Number 1, we we, we need to ask ourselves, what exactly am I not happy about? That's the first question, the what questions. What exactly am I not happy about? You know, one of my mentors, one of my mentors and role models, Sam Chan, Dr. Sam Chan, he, he talks about two types of leadership questions, tactical questions and strategic questions. So most times people ask tactical questions when they should be asking strategic questions. For example, what and why are tactical strategic questions how and when are tactical questions anybody can ask how and when but why we're doing this what exactly are we doing that's the strategy answering those questions gives you strategy so the first question is what exactly am i not happy about and simply asking yourself what is the source of this discontent is it a kink in the business process is it a character flaw is it a defect in the product is it a defect in policy is it a defect in the system of governance we must ask ourselves that question you know this data comes to us every day i was in a seminar on saturday and one of the speakers said something that really struck me 
She said, what are we doing with the data we get every day? You know, most times we talk of big data, big data. No, she said, you get bits of data to you every day. People talk to you, people make comments. That's information. How are you mining that? How are you creating something powerful out of that? So the first question a leader must ask is what is the source of this discontent? Very powerful question. If you do not answer that question honestly, if you don't answer that question correctly, if you don't answer that question sincerely, everything you create after that point will be defective. It's just like you didn't lay the foundation right. You build a structure, the building will be defective. It's just guaranteed. So the first question is, what is the source of this discontent? Remember our definition of discontent, a restless aspiration for improvement. So what is the source? What is actually at the root of it? When we identify that, then we can ask the second strategic question. How can I remedy this situation? In asking yourself how, most times we are limited with what we know. But what I have found out is when you want to ask yourself how, you have to take yourself out of it. Take yourself out of that situation, first of all. So you're not coming from a place of desperation, no. So that you have a clear mind, your your mind is clear. How can I remedy this situation? How can I create solutions for this situation? If I'm having a problem with a subordinate or a colleague or a superior, and I want to resolve it, I want an improvement. First, what is the source of this challenge? Second, how can I, how can I improve this? What can I do? What improvement can I do? Those two questions are powerful strategic questions that can help a leader turn discontent into a powerful force that sets him rolling. It's like a compass for him. So something irks you, something tickles you, something makes you angry. Sit down and say, what exactly is this? You know, most times we don't judge things correctly. We might be trying to create a solution for the wrong problem. No, for the symptom. No. What exactly? We have to pinpoint it first. Okay, this is it. Then the question is, how do we create solutions for that? When we ask ourselves those two questions, then we bring ourselves to the point where we could convert this this feeling of discontent into something that propels us forward. So it's been a powerful time talking about this remember as a leader it's it's your duty it's your duty to be strategic it's your duty to cast the vision it's it's your duty to chart a course so one of the things one of the most powerful forces on the earth that has caused men to make progress is discontent discontent bringing them to the point where they want an improvement and then it sets their mind going so two things two questions always remember when you have that feeling when you have that restless agitation when you have that unease and you think things can be better number one what is this correctly define it first what is it first of all and then how can i create solutions or what can i do how can i create 
answers to this problem when you combine those two then you make progress in life thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening i had an absolutely amazing time talking about this concept so feeling to come over to the next episode remember to like remember to drop a comment remember to share with your friends and then you could play it over and over and over again and our nightingale says something that the first time you hear something you really don't hear it so when you play it over and over and over again you hear things about it you hear on different levels the same thing but you hear it on different levels the same thing but you hear it on different levels it's a very powerful thing the power of repeating things in your mind so remember discontent the discontent you feel is an indication you have not settled for for mediocrity do not let it paralyze you use it to propel yourself forward thank you